What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode one of the Grid Talk podcast. I'm your host, Brennan Littell, alongside my new co-host, Noah Valerio. How's it going, Noah? Us. Pretty good. I'm happy to be on board for this year. We got the new and improved Grid Talk podcast for 2023. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. Going into 2023, um, we're going to have new segments here on the show. We got a new setup, new lineup of hosts. Um, so it's going to be fun. Um, a few of those segments that we got going on here um, into this season are going to be weekly recaps of races the previous week, as well as new segments uh, throughout the week, um, whatever happened the previous week. Yeah, we're going to have some predictions at the end of each episode going into the next race. And hopefully we're going to have some driver interviews and stuff like that when uh, whenever we're at the track. And I think we're both pretty excited to have some guest appearances this season. Um, I know in the past on the Grid Talk podcast, we've already had some driver guests on board. So hopefully we get some more of those, maybe familiar faces, maybe new faces. We'll see what that looks like later on. Yeah, yeah, cool. So we also want to include other series as well, not just NASCAR. So we'll probably do some um, segments from other series as well, um, somewhere in the middle of the show, um, as well as collector spotlights. As you guys know, we collect trading cards, stuff like that. So we want to kind of dive into that as well on the show. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And right now we're recording live from our hotel in Las Vegas. We just finished up a weekend of races at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, which hopefully we'll talk about in a little bit. But first, I think let's dive right in, catch up um, on where we are in the season, and let's talk about the clash. Yeah, um, NASCAR headed back to LA um, to start off the season, the second annual Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum. Um, it was a fun one, definitely a wreck fest. Martin Trex Jr. did pick up the win um, to start off the season. Like I said, big wreck fest. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Noah? Man, it was painful to be there for at a certain point. It got to a point where, um, you know, the caution laps don't count during the clash, so all those cautions were just kind of adding useless laps there. Mm -hmm. So especially it was definitely a cold race that weekend too. Um, so it got to a point where we were all a little bit tired of the cautions. But, you know, we saw, we saw a few battles on track to say the least we saw um, Joey Logano down to Kyle Busch and some words were exchanged there um, in the press afterwards and we also saw a little bit of a battle between William Byron and Denny Hamlin which may be something building there I don't know what do you think oh uh, I think you know once Denny realized what happened kind of simmered him down a little bit um, Harvick obviously got into Byron which pushed Byron into Denny um, they talked it after the race. Everything seemed fine, but of course, remember there's history from last season at Texas, so um, maybe potentially something there. But uh, the Logano Bush thing, I, you know, I think that's going to carry over. Um, Kyle Bush did not seem too happy about that one. So um, also, we had Bubba Wallace and Austin Dillon get into it there at the end. Um, Bubba obviously got turned by Austin Dillon, and uh, Bubba didn't seem too happy about it. Obviously, kept his composure there at the end, but. Um, Obviously, it doesn't feel good when you're getting wrecked from the lead. So, um, but other than that, big wreck fest. Truex picked up the win to start the season. Top five was Truex, Austin Dillon, and Kyle Busch. That was the podium, um, which they actually brought in the podium segment for this race. So, kind of F1 style, huh? Yeah, I thought it was pretty neat. You know, it's an exhibition race, kind of race all for entertainment and fun. So I thought it was pretty fun seeing that podium for the first time, really, in NASCAR. And, you know, especially 
could have been very awkward depending on how the race ended up there. But luckily, nothing too bad um, was exchanged on track between those top three. Yeah. Could you imagine if Bubba kept top three on that one and Austin Dillon was there? Yeah, that would have been interesting. I think we might have had a little scuffle up there on the podium, maybe. but Would have been great entertainment. Yeah, that's exactly what I think NASCAR wanted out of that podium, too. Yeah, yep, that's probably what they thought they were going to get. But uh, rounding out the top five, um, Alex Bowman finished fourth. Kyle Larson finished fifth. So um, other than that, nothing too much more on the class. So we'll go ahead and jump right into Daytona. Never won in the Xfinity Series. There goes the oh, one to the outside of his teammate. Through the middle of the 21. Oh, my goodness. Mayer has turned. Oh, He's upside down. The caution is out. And now the question becomes, who was, the leader? Who was leading at the time of caution? All right, so jumping right into Daytona on Wednesday, Alex Bowman was able to take the pull over teammate Kyle Larson, and we saw another... Hendrick Motorsports front row, which we are um, pretty familiar with here at Daytona now. And jumping right into Thursday, Logano takes Duel 1. Uh, nothing much going on in Duel 1, to be honest. We had a close finish there at the end with Christopher Bell, but overall, nothing really happened. Uh, we saw Zane Smith lock himself into the big show with an 8th place finish. That's going to be his first attempt at the 500. Um, Jimmy Johnson already had himself locked in off of qualifying speed, and unfortunately, rookie Chandler Smith is going to have to wait at least another year before he gets a, an attempt at the 500. Yep, moving on to Duel 2, uh, Eric Amarola picked up his second Duel win. Um, that Duel was a lot more exciting than Duel 1. Um, Austin Hill obviously wrecked in Duel 2, um, which ultimately made him miss the Daytona 500. Uh, that locked Connor Daly in. Um, Connor Daly obviously finished 17th. Not the greatest run, but it did the job. Uh, Travis Pastrana was already locked in um, from qualifying, and that's basically it for the duel. Um, nothing too exciting there as far as transfers. Um, so moving on to Friday, that's where it got a little bit more exciting. Um, we got our first points race on the season uh, with the Craftsman Truck Series. Zane Smith ended up picking up the win for the second year in a row um, in a rain-shortened race. Um, Nothing too exciting there. We had one decently big wreck between Stuart Friesen and Ben Rhodes. Um, what's your kind of take on that? Uh, my opinion, the way I saw it was the, the 52 just kind of made a late block, mm -hmm. and a block that wasn't going to work out really for anyone unless it was made absolutely perfectly, which it wasn't. Kind of cut off the 99 there who had a really good run and really kind of ended the hopes and dreams for a couple guys in that field from – yeah, it was just kind of a shame on that one. The wreck that pretty much ended the race as well, because after that, the rain came. But my kind of opinion on it, you know, Ben Rhodes, he was back in 15th, say about a lap and a half before, just riding, and he was coming to the end of the stage. Um, he was moving through the field, got almost up to the top five before that. Um, big run on the outside, and Stuart Friesen just tried to block it. Nowhere to go. Um, but like I said, that ultimately ended the race, because uh, after that, the rain would just come and not stop falling, so... Um, top three was Zane Smith, Tanner Gray, Christian Eckes. Um, so, again, nothing too exciting there finish-wise. Uh, but there's a few standouts that we have over here. Yeah, we saw Kobe Howard come home in fourth, which was pretty exciting for him. And shout-out Tom. Tom was on board that truck. Um, and then Cup Series veteran Chase Elliott came home with a top 10, uh, finishing 10th in that race. Yep, and uh, moving on to Xfinity, we got um, the Beef It's What's for Dinner 300. Our, Fan favorite name. Our personal favorite uh, race name every year. 
Uh, Austin Hill, again, went back-to-back in that one, picking up his second win in the event. Um, You know, pretty clean race there until the end, at least. Um, What's your kind of notes on that? Yeah, overall, pretty clean race, like you said. Um, Austin Hill had an outstanding car. He had some issues there in the beginning, had to go from the back to the front, and man, did he do that quick. Um, But ultimately, in the end, we saw a late caution caused by Brandon Jones, that kind of set us up for a very dramatic finish. Mm-hmm. And uh, we saw Sam Mayer get aggressive there on that overtime finish and ultimately went up and over. What do you think about that, man? I mean, he was obviously going for the win. You got to do what you got to do, right? So um, it's Daytona. We always see it at the end. I mean, last year wasn't going for the win, but we saw Myatt Snyder end up on his roof, and it's just Daytona, you know. Can't really fault anybody over it, but um, obviously race ended under caution. Um, Austin Hill winning. Again, we had the photo finish, quote-unquote, with him and John Hunter and Allgaier. Nobody knew who was winning, so that was fun. always love when that happens. Yeah, you had a little standoff there between the three coming coming to the trioval after the race was over, and pretty much I think all three of them were watching the big screen trying to yeah. figure out who won because nobody really knew. Everyone had a feeling of when they were ahead and hoping it was going to be their name getting called to victory lane at the end of the night, but... In the end, like you said, it was Austin Hill taking home the victory for the second straight year, and the beef, it's what's for dinner, 300. Yeah, well, tell you what, Austin Hill, hell of a restrictor plate racer. That's what, his third win on restrictor plates? Yeah, I mean, I think he has a real talent for it, and yeah. it'll be interesting to see if he could translate that to the Cup Series side if, um, whenever he does make it up there. Yeah, finally makes a restrictor plate race. But uh, we also have a few standouts in the Xfinity Series as well. Uh, Parker Retzlaff, fourth place, which is great for that team. Uh, that driver, and uh, Greg Alding, running top 10 until they had the problem on that final uh, restart. Still came home 20th, so um, great run for that team. Um, Shout out to the Panini boys as well. Shout out to the Panini boys. That car looked great under the lights, and uh, it was cool to see them down there once again in Daytona. But uh, moving on from Xfinity, the Daytona 500, biggest race of the year, and uh, another surprise winner, huh? Yeah, it seems like uh, sometimes Daytona is kind of more a uh, luck race than it is skill, but you still have to be there at the end, and to do that, you do have to have some skill, know how to work the draft, and with the package ever-changing, pretty much it seems like it's uh, challenging for the drivers to keep up with it. Um, Clean race for the most part. We saw a little mini slow big one there towards the beginning of the race taking out a couple of fan favorites. You got Chase Elliott involved in that, Tyler Reddick. Yeah. Eric Jones was in that as well. Ryan Blaine got some big damage. Yeah, um, killed his hopes. I think that One might have been favorites. the slowest wreck I've ever seen at Daytona. It started, what, in the middle of three and four, and it ended out of four, but it took about 20, 30 seconds for it to end. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, they could have saved it, it looked like, and then they couldn't, and then they could have. And, yeah, it was, it was cool, I guess. I mean, <laughs> it is what it is, but... uh. Like we said, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., picking up the win, huge for that team. Like, great start to the season. Um, Ricky's always up there at the restrictor plates, you know. And for him to finally pull through, um, again, we always make the joke, Ricky Stenhouse, but he was he raced it clean, did what he had to do, put himself in position, and ended up picking up the win under caution. So, um, yeah. A little bit of a heartbreak for a couple teams. I noticed Kyle Busch, who was leading at the 200th mile, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the finishing mile. If it was 1998, like you said, he would have been the Daytona 500 champion. Kyle Busch still looking for his first 500 victory. We also saw the RFK duo 
working together up there and throw in Austin Dillon the mix, the two RFK and then the two RCR cars. Mm-hmm. Looked like they were one of the four was going to win there for a good portion of the final laps until that final caution came out with Suarez going around. Yeah, Suarez really uh, put a damper on Kyle Busch's week in Duel 1 or Duel 2, sorry. Yeah, Duel 2. Um, wrecked him down the backstretch, and then uh, Kyle Busch leading, and he spins pretty much by himself. So, Yeah, pretty unfortunate uh, luck for Kyle Busch, and for, unfortunately it involved down Suarez for both of those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they both kind of came probably, out short that probably week. Probably not amigos <laughs> anymore. No, no, not at all. But, uh, yeah, ultimately that caution came out. Stenhouse was up there, Larson, Logano. Um, those were pretty much the big players after that. Um, Kyle Busch and Austin Hill got shuffled out as well as Brad Keselowski and Chris Buescher. So, yeah, I mean, if Stenhouse, uh, if the race ended under green, I don't think Stenhouse would have won it. Like you said, he was running out of gas. I think Logano had a really good run going mm-hmm. into three and four. I think it would have been pretty close to see if anyone else could catch Logano yeah. and pass him coming to the line. But I think Stenhouse lucked out a little bit with that caution. Yep. You're talking heartbreak. Heartbreak for the 22 team. I mean, they had it. Caution came out. Kind of late. They, they they had been wadded up pretty big, but, you know, it is what it is. It goes about who's clicking the button up there. But, yeah, that's the 500. Um, obviously, top 10 here we had um, Ricky Stenhouse, Joey Logano um, come home second barely. Christopher Bell was up there. Uh, Chris Buescher made his way back up to fourth there. And uh, Alex Bowman rounded out the top five. Jumping into six, A.J. Allmendinger, welcome back to the Cup Series full-time. Daniel Suarez, who did cause that last caution, finished seventh. Ryan Blaney with a good comeback in eighth. Ross Chastain, ninth. And first Cup Series top ten for Riley Herbst there. And a couple standouts. We saw Pastrana just barely miss out on a top ten, coming home in 11th. Um, Zane Smith with a good run in 13th. And then two of the other open cars from that race, Connor Daly and Jimmy Johnson finishing 29th and 31st, respectively, caught up in a wreck for Jimmy and just didn't really have the pace out of Connor Daly that that whole weekend really. Yeah, yeah. Connor Daly, I mean, kind of feel like he lucked into that top thirty there. He was way off the pace, but uh, you know, wrecks happen and you find yourself in position to get a little bit better finish. So um that was Daytona. Um like I said, races were pretty clean but pretty exciting. So um Auto Club Speedway, um second race on the schedule, so we'll go ahead and jump into the recap on that. Oh, look at this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not good. Oh, Josh Berry. a big hit. Oh, my oh, goodness. Wow. What, what a save. Yes, he keeps it off the wall, basically. Oh. I was so nervous. All right, jumping into All Coast Speedway, which is actually both of our home track. Um, we had a lot of snow and rain on Saturday. It washed out all the on-track activity, and it was a cold one. I know you were there firsthand. Mm-hmm. Very cold, yeah. Um, snow, rain. Wind, it was not fun. Noah stayed home that day. I didn't. And uh Well, lucky for you, you live pretty close by to the track, so yeah. about five five minutes from the track compared to forty five to an hour for Noah, so I don't yeah. blame him. Yeah, <laughs> but, he he got to go home at one point and, and see if we were gonna get anything going, which they did think we were getting Xfinity going at one point. He went back to the track, he kinda bared out the cold mm-hmm. and ultimately it led to a no go on the Xfinity race and we had that push back to Sunday after the cup race, which made the final two mile race a night race. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty exciting. Yeah, it's kind of a cool send off there, making the Xfinity race a night race, you know, kind of a 
cool little send off. But uh, yeah, Sunday Cup was first. Um, Christopher Bell started on pole due to practice and qualifying being rained out. Um, they use their little um, formula they got, whatever. No one really understands it, but it works. Christopher Bell started on pole. Um, pretty clean race from the start. Um, nothing too exciting. Chest well, thing. let's talk about Corey LaJoy real quick. Oh, yeah. That guy was... Other in- than Corey LaJoy, <laughs> it was clean to start. He was involved in the first three on-track incidents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. first two he took out... Uh, Brad was one of them. Yeah, Keselowski was the first one. I think Almendinger was the second. yeah. And then... And then uh, Reddick took him out. Yeah, so... Yeah, he got spun out of four. So yep. he was involved in the first three. But again, other than that, early on, pretty clean if Corey LaJoy wasn't involved. Um, Chastain dominated stage one. Um, basically dominated stage two. Kyle Busch was making a little bit close. Obviously, he had that penalty early on for speeding. Suarez also had that early speeding penalty. Um, two of, in my opinion, the quickest cars in the top five. Um, so they both rebounded very nicely. But... Uh, we had a big wreck coming back to the green on one of the restarts. Was that second stage? Final stage. Hmm. I think that was in stage two. I think so, yeah, because Logano was still up there at that point. Yeah. Um. So Logano had the lead, and uh, yeah, it, all hell broke loose. Yeah, I think I heard that possibly Ross Chastain was trying to uh, jump the start a little bit. NASCAR expanded the restart zones for the first five races this season, and it looked like Chastain was trying to... Uh, Good jump on Logano, kind of mistimed it, had to hit the brakes a little bit, cause a big checkup, and it just was an accordion effect from there. Yeah, the first about four or five rows made it through. They kind of, you know, adjusted to it, and, uh, you know, after that, they just, they couldn't in time, and car started turning sideways. The first thing I saw in the stands, at least, was Ty Dillon sideways, and I didn't know what happened, but, yeah, um, took out some big names, too. Um, Tyler Reddick was in it. Obviously, he's really good at that track. Wasn't up there to start, but you never know what could happen as the race went on. Pulsator Christopher Bell was also involved. Ryan Priest and uh, obviously, like I said, Ty Dillon, many more, obviously in the back, um, who weren't really contenders, but you know they were also involved. But um, Kyle Busch, through all that speeding penalty, restart Rex, he comes through. Beats Chastain. Actually, Elliott was up there, too, at the end. Um, but he captures his first win for RCR. I think a lot of people were kind of excited going into the 2023 season, seeing Rowdy Bush in a different car for once. And yeah. I think a lot more people are becoming fans of him after leaving the JGR stable. Mm-hmm. Kind of seeing how all the um, events took place last season with that 18 car and Kyle Busch. Um, I think a lot of people were kind of ready for the Kyle Busch revenge tour, as I've been calling it. Yeah. And uh, he, he kind of showed up everyone. He came out here to Fontana, second week of the season, won. Mm-hmm. Could have possibly won the 500. And the Clash. Like, he's been fast since the season started. So Yeah, it seems like they have a real good mesh going on um, early on, and we'll see if that continues throughout the rest of the season into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, he's fast, so... Definitely going to have to look out for him this season. Uh, obviously, Kyle Busch, always a threat, no matter what. Never put him down. So, uh, But top 10 for uh, Fontana. Kyle Busch obviously picked up his first win of the year. Chase Elliott, out of nowhere. Um, he wasn't really up there all day until the end. Finishes P2. Uh, Ross Chastain, again, after sweeping the stages, comes home third. Uh, his track house teammate Daniel Suarez in fourth. And Kevin Harvick. He was silent all day, but 
Uh, he was up there, and he came home P5. In six, Denny Hamlin and Brad Keselowski with a good run here in P7. Good rebound, too. Yep. Alex Bowman in eighth, and we saw Austin Dillon in ninth, and Joey Logano rounding out the top ten. And a couple of notable names here. Ricky Stenhouse, your 500 champion. He came home 12th, so another good run for him back-to-back weeks. Corey LaJoy with kind of a surprise rebound and a surprise finish in 14th. He was kind of up there all day, actually. We kept noticing him on track kind of higher than what we were expected. But um, hopefully that seven car has a good season this year. We saw him almost win Atlanta last year. Um, So it'll be kind of cool to see. I would classify him as an underdog. I feel like that's safe to say. So cool to see him in the playoffs possibly, depending on how his season goes. And we see Harrison Byrne in 15th, a solid top 15 run for Harrison. Um, Sophomore season, I think – Maybe he comes through, gets a surprise win. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, um, I think, you know, obviously it's a Penske affiliate car. So, obviously last year we can't put too much on him. You know, rookie trying to still figure the car out. Next gen, everyone's figuring it out. So, um, you know, I think he can have a good season this year. Maybe squeak out, squeak out a surprise win. Maybe a restrictor plate or something. And uh, I don't know. We'll just have to see how the rest of the season plays out for Harrison. But, uh yeah, that was the cup race. Um, you know, we had a little break in between and moved right into the delayed Xfinity race, um, which was pretty clean early on. Um, Cole Custer dominated the race um, pretty early. Obviously, he blew a tire there um, after that, and it kind of, you know, brought a few new players up through the field. We had uh, Chandler Smith, uh, John Hunter Nemechek up there. So, uh, what's your kind of uh, opinion on that? I know we saw Sammy Smith have a good run there for a good portion of that as well. Um... And let's talk about Sheldon Creed for a moment. What a save that was down the back. I think pretty much everybody watching that race thought he was going to junk that car into that inside wall. Yeah, that would have been a hard hit, too. Yeah, I mean, it it caught Logano and Blaney in the booth off guard, too. They they both kind of were like, "Ah, that's going to be a big hit. But, man, he kept, you know, his foot in it, got that thing turned around. A little kiss on the back end, but... Ultimately, car was still fast. Yeah, the car was still fast. He was still running up there. He mm-hmm. got back up there and contending in the top ten. I, th- I don't know if he ever cracked the top five, but yeah, he was up there. Yeah, he still, you know, he still had some speed in it. So he definitely saved his race and saved a big impact yeah. for himself. That's for sure. Yeah, that one probably wouldn't have felt too great. So great save. But yeah, like you said, Chandler Smith's up there. Sammy Smith. Uh, we had a lot of different players, but um, ultimately, John Hunter Nemechek. Um, Picked up the win, the final race on the two mile under the lights. It was. I'm sad to see it go, man. Hometown track. Yeah. We grew up going there. A lot of good memories there. So, you know, I'm excited for change. It's gonna be different having that short track, yeah. but still, part of me is sad to see the two mile go. Yeah, it was bittersweet. Definitely those final at least few laps of the Xfinity race. Just like knowing we ain't gonna see this anymore. But, you know, like we said, it's kind of cool. It ended under the lights. Kind of a cool little send off. But uh, John Hunter check is the final winner of the two-mile at Fontana. So, yeah, um, rounding out the top three, though, um, Sam Mayer was making it interesting at the end. Uh, just couldn't close it out. Comes home P2, and Justin Allgaier, his teammate, um, brings it home third. Yeah, another good run for Austin Hill, the beef. It's what's for dinner, 300 champion. Uh, he came home six. We saw Brett Moffat kind of a surprise run coming up in P9. Yeah. Um, saw the top 10 for that team. Excited to see what he can do. I mean, he had pretty good career in trucks, and he kind of moved up to Xfinity. Nothing too exciting happening from the Brett Moffat group, but 
Hopefully he has a good season. And Joe Graff Jr. makes his first start in Joe Gibbs Racing Equipment, and he brings that machine home in P11. Yep, so uh, that's Xfinity. Um, we're going to move on to Las Vegas for the Cup Series, Truck Series, Xfinity, all the series. And, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and jump right into that. Going to get tight. Logano slides to the grass down the front straightaway as caution waves. All right, so jumping into Las Vegas this weekend, which we were here for again doing the first four races technically of the season live. Um, we saw an interesting issue, which I don't think I've ever seen before. We had pit crews being really delayed coming to the track. They had some issues on their flight over to Las Vegas. And I was checking Twitter throughout the day and noticed that um, our guys over at Fox with Bob Pockress he was tweeting updates of when the plane was landing, and it just kind of kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And next thing you know, we're starting the truck race with, I think he said 10 crews were affected by this delay of flight. And we saw pit crews being basically delivered to the track mm -hmm. as the trucks were racing. Yeah, I mean, some of them were, were barely getting to their pit stalls for the end of stage one, and... Some crews had to even rely on crews next to them to help them out on their pit stops during the first stage. We had a couple cautions going on there. And I know Kyle Busch was without a couple of his crew members and it slowed down his stops. And over at the Timmy Hill pit box, mm -hmm. we saw his brother, Tyler Hill, fill in as a tire carrier and a gas can carrier throughout the whole race. Um, he was suited up in his driver fire suit. He had his driving helmet on, and he was out there filling in for that pit crew. It seemed like there was a shortage over there. Not sure on the full story, but I know I did see that, and I thought that was pretty interesting. Probably the most interesting part of the race. There wasn't too much. Um, I don't know if you want to add anything to that. Yeah, other than the pit crews, I think the race was, you know, pretty basic for a Vegas truck race. Um, Kyle Busch, obviously in the field, started on pole and just dominated it i mean um nick sanchez battled him early on um we had a few people you know on the short runs come and go especially on the restarts he kind of fell back but once the long runs hit kyle bush was gone um dominates the race like i said nothing nothing too much more on that um the best battle on the track is probably zane smith and uh ben rhodes there especially throughout that final stage they kept going back and forth but um top three kyle bush picks up the win um, his first win in the KBM Chevy, um, which is still kind of weird to say. Um, Zane Smith rounds out the second position, and Ben Rhodes um, barely behind him in third. Yeah, we saw Corey Heim take fourth, which was a solid run from that new rebranded Tricon Garage, um, and Jake Garcia coming in 10th, and I'm pretty sure it was his 18th birthday. Yeah. on Friday yeah. so kind of a happy birthday present to him coming home in 10th yeah what more could you want at that point right top 10 yeah solid run for him yep that's awesome so um like I said trucks nothing too special moving on to Xfinity kind of the same thing uh pretty lackluster race there um Chandler Smith got the pole um and pretty much completely dominated the race um I think he won at least one stage right did he win both I think he won the second one right yeah yeah okay so he won some stages. We can't really confirm on that one, but uh, he was quick. He was up there all day, um, easily the fastest car. Um, but obviously, towards the end, wind started picking up. We don't know what it was, but we're kind of assuming. 
um, that had a effect in it because his car went from over a second lead in the final 10 laps to with two to go getting passed by Daytona winner Austin Hill um, who ultimately picked up the win so that um, win was crazy I yeah. mean everything was being blown over we had the pedestrian entrance to pit road a big full metal frame yep. being blown over yeah we had the luckily no injuries there the pit boxes the Roofs on those were yeah flapping. the the ten pit of uh, Colin Gracie and Kyle Busch they took off the roof because I guess they're afraid of that flying off at some point. And which I don't blame them. That was interesting to watch because they were battling the wind trying to take that off. Yeah, I mean we had what five maybe six guys from the pit crew up there trying to take that down as quick as possible. Yeah. We saw pit signs just flailing in the wind. That track got dusty real quick. There yeah. was dust flying in our eyes. We were standing there on pit road. Um, trash going everywhere. I mean, that had to be a definite challenge for not only the drivers uh, affecting their handling, but also the pit crews as well, trying to do some pit stops while this was going on. Yeah. But ultimately, heartbreak for Chandler Smith. Looked like he was on track to get his first career Xfinity win after getting his first career Xfinity pull. But unfortunately, his car wasn't as fast as Xfinity Internet 10G. No, not at all. You know who else wasn't as fast as the Xfinity Internet? Kyle Busch. First race for Colleague Racing, and we expect him to go out there, obviously, in the Xfinity Series and dominate and win, and uh, he didn't really show winning pace at all. Um, qualified, what, 10th or 11th? He was somewhere around the top 10, back half of it, and uh, he just never really showed any strength. Uh, he obviously led for a little bit um, during pit stop, stuff like that, but uh, he ultimately, I think, came home 4th. Fourth or fifth? Yeah. Uh, it was a top five run nonetheless. We're out here talking like he, he's washed and whatnot, but I mean, Xfinity Kyle Bush. I mean, it's not what we expect, you know. So um, tough for him, but top three, Austin Hill. Um, again, second win of the year. He's off to a great start um, for that whole RCR bunch. RCR's just on a tear this year. But uh, Justin Allgaier also got around Chandler Smith in those final two laps and uh, finished second, and Chandler Smith rounded out the top three. So, like we said, Heartbreak for Chandler Smith, but um, there's always next week, right? Yep, and ultimately Kyle Busch did come home in fourth for his uh, first race with Colleg Racing, and like Brendan mentioned earlier, didn't really have the pace at all during the race to really contend for a win, which was kind of a shock for us. We're really used to seeing him just dominate Xfinity races, so we'll see if that trend continues in the future if he fills in for more. Um, and Riley Herbst coming back to his hometown of Las Vegas, Nevada, coming home in eighth, a solid top ten run for him. Um, and I think that puts us right to the cup race where mm-hmm. we had some breaking news on Friday. Friday, yeah. where Chase Elliott, uh, what was it, break, a fracture of his um, leg during a snowboarding incident in Colorado. Yeah, yeah he uh, I believe fractured it. Obviously, already had a surgery and everything, but... Uh, yeah, definitely a shock. We were uh, just getting to the track, and uh, I get a text from my dad saying, oh, Chase is out. And I'm like, what? So I look at Twitter. Sure enough, I see Bob Pockers on there saying he, at the time they said broke his leg, and uh, he was out. And, uh, you know, I called Noah up. We separated. He, he didn't believe me, so. Yeah, I didn't believe I thought he was trying to pull a fast one on me. Um, I was still walking back from pit lane when, when he told me, and sure enough, like, you know, good, reliable Bob Pockers tweeted about it and i was like well it's true then yep. and bob says that it's real yep man i was a little confused on why they were interviewing josh barry when he qualified fourth for the xfinity race but 
it made sense after hearing the Tracy Elliott news, Josh Berry filling in for Elliott here at Vegas um, for the cup race in that nine. Yeah. So we, we have no timetable for Chase's return, obviously, but uh, we don't know too much. We'll probably get more info on Monday, I have heard, but uh, Josh Berry filled in. Um, didn't do too great in the race. We'll kind of get into that later. Um, but he filled in for this race. We're not sure on who's going to fill in going forward. They haven't made an announcement yet. Um, they said Monday, so I feel we'll get all the information on that then. But uh, moving on to Saturday, Logano picks up the pole for the Penzoil 400. Um, car looked really good until the race, but uh, yeah, Logano wins pole, head to the race, leads the first 10 laps, and uh, after that, Byron takes off, and after that, it was basically it. Yeah, Byron really dominated the middle part of the race and looked like he was easily going to go on for the victory but a caution at one point kind of screwed him out of the lead yeah the caution for pole sitter joey logano yep um obviously logano struggled after he got passed for the lead was running about 14th 15th um the whole race until uh contact from uh, um ex-teammate brad keselowski um kind of three wide there coming off four with kyle bush and uh brad Logano on the outside, obviously, and I think Brad had plenty of bottom and just squeezed Logano up. Yeah, he might have seen that eight car on the on the bottom three wide kind of shuffle up a little bit, maybe quarter, half a lane, maybe overreact a little bit to how far Kyle Busch was going to come up and try to give him as much space as possible, but ultimately pinched Logano into the wall there and ended his race and his hopes of winning the Pennzoil 400. Yep, yep, finished dead last, uh, so... It is what it is uh, for him. The tough start to the season. Uh, heartbreak Daytona. Montana was decent, but DNF here at Vegas. Just definitely not a good start for the whole 22 crew. Um, not a good start for Noah Gregson either. Um, obviously back at his hometown of Las Vegas. And uh, it was over before it started, as he said. Um, three speeding penalties to a 30th place finish. Three. One That's of them coming as he was trying to serve his speeding penalty. Yeah. He got penalty after penalty, and then last, uh, I believe it was the last pit stop of the race for him, got another speeding penalty, which really kind of put a damper on his end of the race there. So, unfortunate hometown visit for Noah Gregson. Hopes to be back in October, and hopefully a little bit stronger. I mean, probably can't do a whole lot worse for him after that one. No, not at all, but... Uh... From that, we had a late race caution. Like we said, the race was pretty clean there, um, after, besides the Logano wreck. But a uh, late race caution um, from Eric Almarola. Bunched the field right back up. Uh, Larson had the lead at the time. Um, pit stops happened. Truex is the only one who stayed out on that sequence. Uh, restarted on the front row. And uh, he didn't get going really at all. Uh, they pretty much just blew by him. Um, which allowed William Byron to go ahead and steal back the lead from Kyle Larson to pick up the win uh, after sweeping both stages. So basically just an all-out dominant performance from Byron and the whole Hendrick team. Um, as you got the top three uh, were all Hendrick cars. Byron winning, Kyle Larson comes home P2, Alex Bowman P3, uh, Bubba Wallace and Christopher Bell uh, in Toyotas finish fourth and fifth. Austin Sindrick coming home 6th, Martin Truex Jr. in 7th, Justin Haley in 8th, Kevin Harvick 9th, and uh, Daniel Suarez rounding out your top 10. Some notables, Kyle Busch 14th, I know he had some issues with kissing the wall during the race, um, another hometown, I, would, I, I 
I guess hero, hometown yeah. hero, yeah. Kyle he Busch. He had a lot of cheers this weekend. So. Yeah, kind of um, not had the best weekend for the Las Vegas Natives. But Todd Reddick finally finishing one of these races, coming home 15th. And obviously, like we mentioned earlier, Joey Logano, DNF, and finishing last in 36 is going to put a damper on his moods. And uh, unfortunately for Josh Berry, not that great of a start to his cup career in the nine car. He coming coming home in 29th after qualifying 32nd. Really lacked, I don't know if it was just pace or confidence, but I mean, obviously wasn't really prepared to race this weekend in, in the cup series. He had some issues in the Xfinity series. He had a spin, but rebounded in that race. So we'll see if he comes back in the nine car in the future. I'm not too sure. Um, they're going to announce some things this week, I'm, I assume, for Phoenix. But I think it would be nice to see Barry in, in, in the nine car at Phoenix. He's kind of a short track guy. Mm-hmm. Phoenix kind of a short track. Give him a shot. See what he can do. You I know? don't see why not. Yep. So we'll just have to wait and see on that this week. Um, but, yeah, talking about Phoenix, let's go ahead and jump right in and uh, preview that race. All right, guys. So let's wrap up this episode with a quick Phoenix preview. Starting off with the Xfinity Series, last time we were out here in November, we saw Ty Gibbs win the race and the championship. And Olgar, who was the current um, Xfinity regular now, he was finishing third in that race. And he's also coming off of three straight top three finishes in 2023 so far, so expect a good run for Olgar. And he's going to be my predicted winner for the Xfinity race. I'm going with Justin Olgar. Yeah, um, I am going with... A Chevy as well, but uh, from the colleague stable, um, I picked Chandler Smith to get the job done. Um, he uh, won here in the Truck Series, and um, you know he's coming off a couple good runs. Uh, obviously Vegas, Heartbreaker, Fontana. He was quick. He was up there leading laps. So I think he's he's motivated. He's good at the track, fast car, and a motivated driver. That's a good combination usually. Um, but you know we're gonna move into Cup now. Uh, Logano won the last time out there in November, obviously picking up the championship. Um, Chase Briscoe won the spring race there last year, um, which meant a Ford went ahead and swept the Phoenix races last year. Um, But prediction-wise, I'm going to go with a Chevy. Um, I think Ross Chastain uh, is going to finally break through at Phoenix. He finished second there both times last year, um, and he easily has one of the fastest cars, um, you know, Every week, um, he's consistent with it so far to start the season. So, I think he'll go ahead and finally break through. And for me, I got my money on your reigning champion and reigning Phoenix race winner, Joey Logano. I mean, safe to say, rough weekend out in Vegas, heartbreak in Daytona. All Cup was all right, top 10 run, but I think Joey's going to be hungry, looking for more. And I think he's going to punch his ticket into the playoffs. So I think he's going to definitely get that win this weekend. Kind of, I think it suits his driving style. Seems to always be up there at the end. Has a couple wins now at Phoenix. And, I mean, obviously coming back to some good memories, winning the championship there um, just back in November. So my money's Joey Logano. All righty. Well, we're just going to have to see how all of this plays out this weekend. Obviously, we'll have a recap of all of it next week here on the Grid Talk Podcast, but thank you all for tuning in to our new and improved show, Episode 1. Be sure to follow us over on Twitter, at Grid Talk Pod, and Instagram, at Grid Talk Podcast, um, for any news updates um, that we do go ahead and post. So yeah, um, yeah, from Las Vegas, thank you guys for watching, 
Until next time.